0: Understand me never lived outside God's house. What? So Bella's so much to discover.
1: And your sad face makes me discover angry feelings for you.
2: Hi, I'm Paul. And we are
0: SP Film Viewers. First in the trip of 2024. Yeah, and of course it has to have Emma Stone in it. Because I don't know if SP know or if listeners know that. Paul loves Emma Stone ever since I've known you. The first film we ever went to was Gangster Squad at the cinema, and that was with the lovely Emma Stone in.
2: Well, yet again, at that point, wouldn't make sense because you didn't know. Well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Any okay. film Emma Stone's in, I think, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see it. Not that I don't like her. I do. She's normally pretty good.
2: Yeah. Was well, apparently according to the the Golden Globe she did a pretty good performance in this film. We're going to see in the cinema, which is poor things, and it's already let's say it's I think one of those things that, that I think has already been in the states and film festivals and such. Now we're finally getting it over here in the UK. I don't know why. I so s- certain things they seem to go on for such a long time and after the world's talking about it and it's like oh yeah that makes you want to see it even more and it's like when are we gonna get it
0: I guess but then also I'm a bit like one of those things where it's like oh everyone's ramping it up saying it's really good and then I don't want to be like going in thinking it's gonna be amazing and then come out thinking oh well actually that's I don't really get that yeah and it being a bit of a let down I always feel like not meaning this in a bad way if it's being critiqued and high praised and everything it normally seems to fall flat with me personally <laughs> so i'm a bit mm. anxious to how i how i feel going into it i'm trying to go in level-headed so i'm not going to be like oh i'm going to be watching the best amazing mm. thing mm. and then not be disappointed
2: but, well, you saw i showed you the trailer i didn't want to go like because mm. i'm sort of going in semi-blind as well because i know it's like i don't want to know too much about it yeah but you kind of what did you kind of get from the trailer
0: um it seems like a bit of a frankenstein kind of vibe like mad scientist making yeah and and morphing somebody into what they want hmm.
2: um yeah kind of yeah more or less it kind of looks like that way but i feel like there's there's gonna be some slight dark humor involved in it i think it's it's the one it it's award for it as a comedy film for for this and depends on
0: at least if it's dark humor it's all right as long as it's not like complete comedy
2: Oh no no we no! Not from okay. this direction. No. It
0: looks interesting how Emma Stone was playing her character from the trailer. Like she's childlike in the aspects. Uh-huh. So that's intriguing, and maybe that's why she's won for whatever performance. Because obviously, it's not like she's just in a sitcom or in yeah, a something you know. a bit more challenging
2: than yeah. The name,
0: so. so we'll yep. see.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm go. intrigued to watch it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited. so...
0: <laughs> I'm not the I'm same excited, <laughs> and then I might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah.
2: Right, well, let's go in and get out of the cold and... It's freezing. Yeah, it's freezing. going to check out Poor Things and we'll be back in due time with a special guest as well, no less.
0: So hopefully if I hate it, at least you two can bring something to it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Speak to you in a bit. These two
1: are fighting and ideas are Banging
0: around in Bella's head and heart like lights in a storm.
1: Oh.
2: You're always reading now, Bella. You're losing some of your adorable way of speaking.
1: I'm a changingable feast, as are all
2: of
0: we. Apparently, according to Emerson, disagreed with by Harry. Come, come, just come.
1: You were in my son. What?
2: we are back having checked out poor things at the cinema yeah and we're not alone we're not as we have <laughs> very special guest joining us for his first podcast debut I'd like to welcome jazz from the instagram and twitter page church of cinema
1: Woo! hello 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 excited to talk about uh, poor things
0: I think Paul's very excited to talk about poor things as well, since just a bit of a fun fact, Paul loves Emma Stone. Always has, always will. Mm. And I think we've got this in our relationship where if Emma Stone ever came, I would literally just get chucked aside, basically. (laughs) So, yeah, an interesting one for a woman to watch this film with her husband. And what happens and occurs in this film Mm. (laughs) is a whole new light of Emma Stone
1: what what would you say is uh what have you got a ranking of your mso and performances at all or... oh that's Ooh, a
0: good question. good question
2: well i mean the ben one of the benchmarks for us is the f- we really love la la land mm-hmm. and so that's a good high performance but she her. keeps her
0: clothes on paul <laughs>
1: yeah that's the difference yeah <laughs> more for your imagination then
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah in terms of the film itself and the the history of the director's name, which is um Yorgos Lanthimos, who, yeah, yeah he's a, a Greek director. And well, I've seen most of his films. One I haven't seen that with Emma Stoning was The Favorite, which yeah. we, uh, well, I started watching <laughs> when we were on a flight back from Japan, but I was <laughs> the jet lag hit me and I was like, I couldn't finish it. I was just, did not feel really nauseous when trying to watch.
0: I think that was a but, bit raunchy as well, wasn't it? it? It was a bit
2: as well. Maybe not.
0: Maybe it didn't help.
2: But yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, how many are you familiar with the director's work and other stuff? Yeah,
1: um, I've seen the uh, the lobster. Mm-hmm. I've seen the favorite.
2: Yeah.
1: I've seen uh, the killing of a sacred sacred deer. Mm-hmm. Dog tooth. We highly recommend every film I've mentioned so far. Yeah. The favorite, especially because that. I think that kind of like cements his uh kind of his style because obviously poor things is his second film into in that same style with the wide lenses and whatnot
2: Uh i really liked um killing of a sacred deer that one there was something that really drew me into that one there was like i didn't know where it was going and it kind of like i was in i think a period of time watching films i was like i don't know the things are a bit stale but that somehow like really drew me in it's like it was so intriguing i think it was this sort of s- style that he used in that and i felt like it was very much like a kubrick element to his work i don't know if you
1: sort of agree with yeah and uh, like they it's almost like the writing itself or the acting for say it's like very uh, very monotone but it's like his, it's like you feel mm-hmm. a bit uncomfortable in a, in a in a way that is how his so, especially in the lobster. If you've, if have you checked that? Or did you see you mentioned Have you seen that, Sorry.
2: I've, I've seen the lobster. That's not my. It, yeah, I can get what you mean by the sort of style of how they are kind of like rigid and it's kind of a bit awkward yeah. how they <laughs> act in in that film. Uh, very much so. But uh, I, I definitely prefer Killing a Sacred Deer than that attempt. That, um, you've seen this twice, though. Poor, poor things,
1: haven't you? Is that right? Twice in three days. Wow. me <laughs> Yeah. I booked it like beforehand, because like, I knew this was going to be my favourite film ever. The first time I watched it, because it was, uh, like a, we, I think, uh, Odin got it like a couple of days earlier than the release date, sure. and my wife wasn't free then. I, I already had pro- promised her that I'll uh, I'll watch it with her, so mm. I said, don't worry, I'll watch it with you again on Friday, and she was still annoyed, but what can we do, eh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: At least you went twice, though, I guess. Like, you didn't leave her hanging and she had to go on her own or anything like that.
1: Yeah.
0: But I've not really seen anything. I don't think I've seen any of the other director's work, have I? This no, is, like, my no, first no, time going was, into this.
2: Yeah, yeah, so you've got no real context. But in terms of the visual style, what did you say you make?
0: Uh, well, it, the actual photography and the, the filming of this, have got a fisheye lens, haven't we, that just keeps popping up every... So often. So yeah. often. Yeah. yeah. You've got transitions from being in black and white to color. You've got some beautiful shots, the way that they kind of artistically film. It's almost like dreamlike in a sense. And Emma Stone's performance at the beginning, I definitely love how you can see her acting skills, like how fantastic Mm -hmm. of an actor she actually is because she is portraying a very much childlike self. And that's hard when you can walk and <laughs> you can do all these things. And yeah. like, she pees herself. Yeah,
2: there's some as... motor skills that you, you normally have to have control as an adult, but yeah you have to pretend that you're you really simple in that.
0: Absolutely adore that part.
1: And uh, especially like you mentioned, like when she's like childlike and you see her walking. And then I've just realized <laughs> now, as she's almost walking like, like a duck. So she's probably been copying the animals around her as well, because there's other animals that are like. I'm sure there's a duck with a, a pug's head, and like yeah. yeah, yeah, she's learning at a very quick pace. So she's probably just looking at us as well, like oh, that's how you walk.
2: Yeah, like a child would. You see, like a, so like a maybe a cat or a dog in the household, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. But based the uh, movements on that, and like oh yeah, just walk on all fours essentially, <laughs> maybe yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I think that's quite endearing. And initially yeah. you're quite intrigued by this character and how she's going to progress and you've got a bit of fondness to, towards her. And I, I really enjoyed Emma Stone's performance. Cause I think from what I've seen of Emma Stone, it's normally like a bit more shoehorned into like a bit of a rom-com kind of little environment. Comedy, I know she's or done she got, yeah, yeah, got or comedy. Humor, yeah. Yeah. And I think this is, it's comical but it's done in a really artistic way that actually shows off her skills Mm. of an actress. Mm -hmm. I quite like the way that it is in black and white and the house and the staircase and the way that you've got all this beautiful photography within it and where they're living is like this private little bubble that they're on. Mm -hmm. And is it God? Is it God?
2: God. God. Oh God God free, but then she calls him God. God. (laughs) Yeah, I, I like that kind of like way of thinking because I'd say it's very much like a Frankenstein yeah. story, you know, like you know the creator making, I say, a monster, but it's more like just reanimating someone back to life as well. So spoilers for the, the film. I should have really. Oh yeah, we should have done. <laughs> but um, yes, uh, Emma Stone has a baby's brain, her own baby that she, um,
1: sadly, l- lost. Well, yeah.
0: she was so harrying,
1: wasn't she? Yeah. yeah, she she kills herself, and uh, the I think the baby's alive. Mm-hmm. She's dead, and then he's like, "Oh, I can." Rather than saving the baby, like any no normal... but he's an ex, he's a scientist, you know, in the name of science, mm-hmm. do an experiment. And uh, as you mentioned uh, earlier about the transitioning of uh, from black and white to color, mm-hmm. it's quite clear as soon as when it goes to color, and mm-hmm. I wrote this in my review. It's so like as soon as uh, have to tip my hat off to Yorgos Lanthimos, for transitioning Bella's world from black and white to color as soon as she discovers her sexual awakening. Uh-huh. Like, she, it's the first time they have sex with uh, Mark Ruffalo's character, is it Duncan Wedderburn or or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, He's
2: very, yeah. Uh, he's he's a great, like he's really funny in this. Like he's and this uh, particularly more that as the film goes on, he comes more and more flustered with uh, and it's annoyed quite with him. funny actually yeah. because
0: she's putting spins on him and he's feeling uncomfortable so and he, where it's think... like
1: the
2: role's reversed
0: in a yeah. sense, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Because he's like he's like almost confused at like uh, for for everything she says, he's like, we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like it's just hilarious.
2: Yeah, it's like don't know what bananas are, but then you know what da 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 means, so it's
1: really like length
2: long word it's like,
1: come- plucked out of a dictionary i think it's like a scientific word or yeah. Something,
0: yeah yeah i think though his character went for her because of the naivety of, and the innocence of her initially and from a woman's perspective it's kind of preying on the young a little bit he knows she's naive she has she's a delicate little flower she hasn't popped a cherry and it's one of those things of like oh well it's an easy kind of thing Mm -hmm. she doesn't have any expectations on what that should be like so she doesn't know any better so he could be absolutely crap and she'd be fine with Mm. it and i think he likes the fact that she is that naive and he's the one that wants to kind of explore her when she begets more worldly wise that's when he's like i don't know what to do with her like i can't handle her anymore she's she's gone too extreme and It actually makes him go psychotic, doesn't it? It does. It's (laughs) quite funny.
1: Yeah, but I I, I think that when he starts getting a bit crazy is because as soon as she has her own voice, he's like, oh, crap, I I don't have her under my thumb anymore. Like, my sex doesn't mean anything to her anymore. Like, she's kind of grown."
0: I don't think he's actually had that in a relationship before. So I think Bella has really pushed him out of his comfort zone. I think everybody's just worshipped him and idolised him when he's been in a relationship that, yeah, he assumed she would because she hasn't had anything else, so she would be quite besotted by him, and she is infatuated for a little while. For a little yeah.
2: while, even to the fact that it's like, like oh, why doesn't wonder do people do this all the time, type of thing, and and he's like, well, yeah, even I have my limits, type of thing.
0: <laughs> well, I think every I think. man has <laughs> their limits.
2: <Yeah. laughs> it's like, oh, and that sort of like the male female things, like, oh, well, so you're saying you're inferior than a woman. Like, uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite interesting. You know, women empowerment kind of thing in that sense.
1: And, and then he has that line, he used the word thrice, which I I think people need to start using that word again. He goes like <laughs> he, goes, he says something along the lines of uh you've been fucked thrice by the, great, the greatest
2: greatest, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bra- braggadocious. Yeah.
0: Being all high and mighty basically, but yet again, he thinks he's amazing. And she, she don't have to anything to compare. So for her, it is the most best sex she's ever had because it's the only one she's had. So how does she know any different? But obviously later on in the lines and the story, this is a bit where I kind of, from a woman perspective, find it a bit more challenging. And I think I really went into this thinking, oh, the reviews have been brilliant, everybody loves it. And I always think somehow for me, it falls a little bit flat when I know that it's meant to be so good
1: okay yeah
0: so i was like trying to be really open-minded and at the beginning i absolutely loved the childlike stage i think that was my favorite part and then the ending kind of rehoned where you've got a new revised bella and you can see her growth and transitions throughout the middle bit is just pretty much sex isn't it
1: yes or, or some <laughs> a lot yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah. isn't it about two hours and a half this film
1: yeah, it, you, you, it, fifteen. It, like yeah. for me, like a uh, your regular male pervert. <laughs> um, even I lost count of how how many sex scenes there were in this film. So I was like, I had to shake my head a bit. What? What's going on? Like I was confused. as like how and why, but they all make sense.
0: <laughs> it it does at the end, and you kind. But then I'm thinking, can we have cut it down a bit? Because it didn't need to be two hours and fifteen minutes. And I'm sure some of the sex scenes could have gone. But that I don't know if that's just a woman's perspective. And also the fact that you love Emma Stone doesn't help.
2: Despite all of, of that, like saying, oh, I'm not there going, oh, yes, I finally get to see her naked and, and I'm like, jacking <laughs> it in the cinema. <laughs> bit, thank, thank God. Be, be a bit <laughs> wrong. Um, wife next to me and everything, you know, <laughs> I'm in a place. But it, it, it's sort of like, it's still like kind of there's a level of respect for it. It's not like it, it doesn't come, it comes off more of an artistic way in in a sense, yeah. rather than just like, oh, yeah, this, you know, like from a, like a horror film where it's kind of like just gratuitous for the sake of doing it, or it doesn't add anything, really. It's kind of just like, you know, people just get down and dirty for no particular reason where this this did have a purpose. Although I, I will admit, so like some of it, maybe didn't need to see absolute one. Well, I'm sure it wasn't absolutely every encounter, but it may as well have been for, for the most part. And I know there was one, part where you were like oh that's weirding me out that guy that was like walk crawl on the floor like a spider or whatever he was doing and that was a bit
1: like oh it was a bit weird yeah. so weird but that for me that that was like that made it even more better because like if <laughs> if a film can make you feel uncomfortable mm. I think that that's that's a plus point for me. Like I know it's uncomfortable. <laughs> I take everything as a positive sometimes. You gotta like, that uncomfortable Oh, with...
0: it attacked me. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, Jesus, if that man came crawling at me, I swear to god, I would have kicked him in the face. Like how she's like laying on like that sofa smiling, I'm like, I'd have been absolutely sick to my stomach.
1: I can only imagine that 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 was part of her role play. Like she because obviously at that point she's found she's made a she's found a system where she can like also enjoy the sex as well so i can only imagine that was her kind of role play like oh you be a weird crab person or something and then i'll like her version of a role play which towards obviously is fucking vile but <laughs> she's having the time of her life
0: <laughs> i think it's an experimental piece for her And you, bless you, Paul, you did try and after we'd watched this film, kind of give me a bit more context and say, well, just think of it as it's like your teen years where you're wanting to experiment and try everything out. And that's kind of what she's doing at that stage, which is valid, I guess. Yeah,
2: but then she's also wanting, at that point, she's also like, I'm wanting to also go and study as well. So it's kind Mm. of like, I guess you like you would at uni, like you kind of, you're going to do that, you you want to better yourself for your career, essentially. But then you also want to have a bit of fun, at
1: the same time. And
0: uh, yeah, but normally yeah. you don't get paid for it. True, <laughs>
1: yeah, he got paid. True. And it was <laughs> we yeah. find out, like obviously in that world, uh, because it wasn't uh, when she goes back home and she says, "You know, I, I did it for, I, I got had sex for money." And he's like, "Yeah, that's fine." And then she tells him, it "Was like for like twenty francs or something." He's like, "That's on uh, like he says something along the lines of like that's unbelievably uh, cheap." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: And I think for her, the concept of money you can tell within this is also showing a coming of age of like growing up and being an adult. Because to be fair, when you're little, you want everything, but you don't really realize how you get it. And then, when obviously Mark Ruffalo's character is whining and dining, and she's getting everything she wants, she doesn't have to think about it. She's got a bit of a sugar daddy kind of going on. And then when she sees like the poor being quite isolated and babies dying and realizing actually there's a bigger world than what i've
2: yeah what she's been been involved with mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah there's more to this and i want to make a difference and so she you know, <laughs> takes upon herself to give the money to uh, some trustworthy people you'll <laughs> definitely give the money to the poor
0: but the fact is it's all the money like it's one of those things where, you know, obviously an adult head would think, oh, I will give some money, but I wouldn't leave it so I have nothing. And that kind of innocence is still...
2: The naivety of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's one thing I wanted to just bring up, because I've got... I, I, I did a bit of homework. So I was like, oh...
0: Good. That's good, that's good. I do none, so <laughs> at least somebody does something.
1: So um, there's a... As you can you most definitely remember, the dance scene in the in the film and uh yeah it does seem like a random messy scene but Mm. it's actually uh it's actually choreographed and it took them 60 takes to do and as well it does tell a story all right i can break it down for you but i'm not gonna take full credit for this because, yeah, I, whereas I may have noticed on the second viewing that that means something. But um, obviously, I, I went on to TikTok, searched in the dance scene, see what will come up. So I'm going to give uh, credit to the TikToker, Straw Hat Goofy. Um, he's like a film reviewer and film analyzer, per mm-hmm. se. And uh, so, should I go straight into it and break it down? Oh, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, all right.
2: right. means, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So, uh, she hears music. And she, because obviously she's following her heart, like she has the whole, the whole film, throughout the film, she's like following her heart. So she, she just wants to dance and she just starts dancing wherever wherever heart says, throw your arms that way, here, there. And then, of course, Duncan sees her, like she's just gone off again, which she's been going off all through, up until that point, he's been, she's been going off on her own. And he's like, no. I've had enough of you, I'm, you're mine. You're, like, he's trying to get that ownership. So you see him going o- up to her, dancing up to her like a little sleaze ball, and then he tries to snatch her. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing, I'm going to break down some of the dance moves. <laughs> um, you see her like kicking her legs backwards, and that's her basically saying she's trying to get away from him. Mm-hmm. And then um, it all almost switches where she kind of has him and she's kind of using him like a puppet and he's like and that's trying to say like no this i yeah. it, it's my turn to do what i want to do and then there's then there's almost a power struggle when they're holding hands on they like they start spinning mm-hmm. that's like spiraling out of control yeah. like don't yeah. know, we don't yeah. know who's in there who's in control and then all of a sudden after that it they're almost for a brief moment, they're equally dancing the same move, so that like, they kind of like got equal ground, and then she finally breaks away because she's like, "I'm escaping." And then he continues to attempt to grab her, and then Duncan, they they both do this leg move where they got the one leg up and like they're going around in a circle. The meaning of that is like Duncan saying, "Hey, remember this furious jumping?" Ah. Yes, the furious jumping. <laughs> He's like, "Nah, I'm free." So it's like. Almost instantly after that, uh, that scene, the next scene is him putting her in <laughs> in a box so that he can like mm-hmm. just keep it all to himself and keep her hostage. And I don't know if you uh, watch "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Mm. There's a, the implication, you know, with the get a girl into a boat <laughs> where she can't escape. <laughs> then he'll be yeah. yours. So that's what they went through in the right, yeah. when they were writing this film. Now okay.
0: you said that, it kind of makes sense, it's, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it yeah, really yeah. does. Yeah. And I think for Bella's character, she always has a sense of feeling trapped and encaged and, and sheltered. And even when we go into the next part where we kind of realise Bella, who she was as her former self before she kind of committed suicide, is she's still feeling that same entrapment in that life. Yeah. So being on a boat for her is the worst thing. But also when she saw the ocean, that kind of felt like, for me, she was, it was triggering some form of emotion for her.
2: She didn't realise what it was. It kind of like, I feel like I've been here before. This is just uncertain of what this means. But, yeah, for us, the audience, we kind of know what that sort of represents, like something from a essentially a past life mm-hmm.
1: in a way. Yeah, daunting. I didn't think of that. Now that makes sense. That makes more sense because yeah, because she sees the ocean, she doesn't say anything. She never, if you think like, she doesn't ever like ask what the hell is that. Like she, so she kind of has it in the back of her mind, or some sort. Even though that brain has never seen it, there must be some uh, what's it called Mater- maternal, yeah, yeah, instinct. Yeah, there's some form of connection to
0: it, and because you can kind of see this like dauntingness of of the sea. And being trapped on a boat, and all she wants to do is explore as well, and basically stopped her doing that.
2: Yeah, and then she has to
0: like get more like
2: <laughs> insight from other people that you know are on the boat and who are more intelligent and offer more t- for her to like digest the information off from. And, yeah, yeah, converse with rather than just what you know Duncan offers, really, because it's like a little bit limited on like, especially as she's she's hungry for information
0: she really is and i think that's what a childlike person is when you're growing and developing you want to know everything and you want to know it right now and that's where she's at and i think she's exhausted what duncan can provide for her Mm -hmm. and she sees like now actually you're not really the way that she talks about it like i'm getting i'm feeling angry emotions towards you now and (laughs) i don't think i like talking to you and it's still childlike the way she speaks but don't you wish sometimes you could say that like <laughs> when you get to a point where you're like right i'm done talking yeah. to you i'm just gonna
2: walk off and, and, it, and even it filters in when she's obviously having that dinner conversation, it's like you've only got three things to say in this conversation from going forward and this kind of thing like, oh how, how terrible or whatever yeah. when it's like it's not an inappropriate time to say it and it's like
0: 100 oh. yeah. and it, yeah. i think that's just showing her social awareness like if she's not interested she's not going to put that effort into into it whereas with the elderly lady on the ship i think she really kind of encourages bella to read and like there's more out there and like the fact that she was like oh well i haven't had sex in 20 odd years and she's, she's like oh how terrible <laughs> for you i'm really sorry
1: it's the way she speaks well. she's like uh, please tell me you use your hand <laughs> yeah.
0: and then she's like oh i'm sorry that's impolite so she, you can tell like you've told a child somebody's told a child off saying oh no you can't say that but she still slipped up somehow, and I think that's the way it's been cleverly written, and the way that she performs it is mm-hmm. flawless f- throughout, like, she's brilliant.
1: At this point, when the, she's on the ship with the and she meets the, the two people on that dinner, on that dinner table, I'm almost like, I'm happy for her to, that she's met them two people, because you meet people in your life, and you like, you know, people that you want to keep close, and I think she would look back later on in her life and so I met them two people that changed my life Mm -hmm. because one the lady showed her like philosophy and everything like that and then the gentleman see how I say see how I say gentleman and lady because I respect them Um, (laughs) and he admits himself that he does it to like to torture her in a way that there's more to this world in terms of being happy there's misery in this world Mm -hmm. and he points out to her and then that's almost where she at that point I think that's where she kind of doesn't grow up straight away but she kind of has views with that emotion as well
0: 100% and I think even though he's kind of been cruel I think it's a cruel to be kind going everything's not just roses and the world does have bad things in it and you're gonna have a bad day and it's just that's okay to have a bad mm-hmm. day whereas i think initially she's been kind of cotton wooled and everything's been quite nice
2: yeah i think it was um there was a slight hint of that when i think it was when she, i think it was when she was in was it portugal wasn't it it was like her first stop off wasn't it yeah the first and, one and she's kind of like walking around by herself and mm. she kind of almost like, she hears the song and then she goes down an alleyway somewhere and then it's almost like someone's having an argument or something. It's a bit like, oh, right, okay, everything's not rosy.
0: And, and I think and she, she gets kind of, it feels like she's getting told off yeah, because she's, she's like, just oh, observing. Yeah, what, what are you
2: looking at? Kind of, obviously in the Spanish language, but yeah, it's a bit like, I, I don't know like, what's going on here. Kind of mm. This is a bit odd. Like everything all looks bright and colourful. And yeah, she's kind of slightly, like, I don't understand what's going and on. And I really
0: like the fact, the way that it goes down the like, alleyway, and you can kind of get the shadows and the casting, and you can see, like, it's getting darker, darker. and you know that it's changing turns into, yeah. like, actually, things aren't always nice. Mm-hmm. Do we have to talk about the ship as well, just the way that it looks like not an actual ship? And it looks like it's got, like, green... Is it green? Steam? And it looks...
1: Yeah, it's like building with steam. It's always green, wasn't it? It was like a... Uh, I'm sure there there has to be some meaning behind yeah, that now. <laughs> Yeah,
0: Because even like the, when there's like bubbles and the way that it's kind of like there's in the air, there's like this weird thing. I think that's in another place. And even when we're looking at the people suffering, that doesn't seem...
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's like we're trying to be grounded in a, our world, but there's also kind of like a, something a bit off about it, almost like a, in some ways, like I feel like it's like a dollhouse, like, you know, like a, a, a colourful, like playing with toys type of thing. Mm. And especially like, when Emma was moving around in the scene, kind of like almost like stiff, like a doll would be. I don't know if there's anything in that, but um it's kind of it feels it feels that way. Like it's a bit surreal. I suppose it's the best way to describe it. I guess it's almost
1: like uh, that plastic beach. is album. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cartoony, but not cartoony at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean, that feel. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Um, we we haven't actually talked about um obviously Willem Defoe and mm-hmm. and his character, particularly the, the creator. <laughs> his performance, yeah, it's very muted, I suppose, but mm. you know, he's he's letting obviously Emma Stone's Bella shine more so it's more her story at the end of the day. But you know, coming back to him now and again it's kind of good to say he, and he yeah, he just really um he's he's really interesting in the sort of like the way he's kinda of like obviously his makeup and all that kind of stuff
1: really comes across you you learn a lot about him in, through his stories about his father so obviously all his mm-hmm. himself yeah he has been an experiment all his life from his father you can like understand why he instead of reviving um sorry saving the baby yeah he did his own experiment on uh bella so you kind of understand in a way, although you don't agree, you kind of understand because he's been an experiment all his life. That's all he knows, and yeah. it's been almost passed down to him. But yeah, like his. I think the the prosthetic face that he has on is like. But I gotta say as well, like, have you seen any film like this before? Like, because in my in my eyes, I, I kind of like feel I'm almost like obviously storyline wise, it's been done like before. But and yeah. what about just in general like it just feels like it comes every now and then like mm-hmm. a film like this comes every now and then where i'm I'm almost like swept off my feet kind of thing like wow yeah like, i'm just crazy
2: i'm really i can't think of anything that springs to mind off the top of my head certainly that nothing could sort of compare it to it's got like as i say it's got so many different elements to mm-hmm. it and obviously like the sort of the camera work and, and stuff like that. I know I haven't seen the favorite, but I kind of vaguely, know, from what I remember the kind of like the sort of like the space within the house, particularly that was kind of like the framing and stuff like that. And I'm trying to think back to, uh, what, what from killing the sacred deer, but I think that was more, that was kind of like much more open space as well. And just the way that was positioned and stuff like that. But in terms of like a visual style, as I say, like, kind of like that, kind of like weird surrealist, landscape particularly and how it mm. was done i can't really get but it's a good it's a good a good thing to have like something unique mm. and i think that's um from what obviously his body of work that he's done uh yogas has done that it's it's really intriguing i'm really happy with how it's turned out and um, i'm more happy that Emma Stone's got to be a part of it because, yeah, so like she was my, my favorite, one of my favorite, well, not just for, you know, the, yeah. the, mm. that part. If, it, if honestly, like if it was, uh, you know, it wasn't doing the thing,
1: it wouldn't.
0: Yeah. I think it'd add better value if that wasn't in there, Paul. <laughs> but yeah.
1: If there's no sex scenes, I don't think it'll be my favorite
0: film. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be a better film. But to be honest, the parts when I do enjoy it's. Yeah, okay, there was a bit where it was like, okay, this is dragging for me. There's a lot of sex scenes going on. Can we just get on with the story? But I think actually every part of the story, you grew to love Bella as a character a lot within the the film. And I feel like even her creator, he wasn't doing it in a malicious way. I think because he he was always an experiment, that's how he associated love. And I think he... Loved her and chat her like a daughter, yeah. and it actually broke his heart when she wanted to leave.
2: Yeah, yeah. and also got Max as well, who's obviously we we mentioned because he's like a, besotted with her as like a, you know, like a assistant to him, mm-hmm. and he's
1: like, oh, she's she's really pretty for a, a...
2: <laughs> retard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for what
1: was a better a term? Yeah. And what's the what they going to touch about um Godwin? It's almost like, uh, you know, because he's upset that she's run away and, like, he's let her go. She's not really run away, sorry. Um, But it's almost like uh, maybe I'm not not a parent myself, but I can only imagine the reason why he creates another one is because it's almost like he needs a replacement. Yeah. So I'm I'm only getting why uh, parents have more than one child. (laughs) Like, they know one's going to go away soon. Let's have another one. But Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: But it still doesn't fill that hole. It's, it's, not,
1: it's not the
2: same. It's not the yeah. same
0: because Bella is progressed so much quicker than the other creation that he'd done. And he could tell he was trying not to get attached because he didn't want to hurt his feelings. And he, he somewhat resented the second creation a little bit towards the end.
1: Do you think that might be uh, true in real life as well? Like, Do you think every second child is hated as well? Because I'm the fourth child, so I, I know I am. If they're going if they're stopping at four, it's because uh, they liked it, they like the product, but for the second one <laughs> is Evan the first Should we go for the third
0: <laughs> I'm the second one, and i'd I think it's one of those things where the second one gets away with murder more because the first one is running them ragged already, so the second one doesn't get as much focus and attention, and you're a bit more sassy then because you haven't had that much support. So you're actually creating a bit more of a character for yourself. Hmm. So you're probably going to get into trouble more often because you haven't had that assistance there. That's how I see it. But when you grow up, I feel like the second one becomes the favorite.
1: Yeah, it's like (laughs) yeah.
0: But when you're younger, it's not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, like for me, where I think
0: oh, you're the golden boy, aren't you?
2: Apparently, if if my, my brother bless him, if if they had had. He if he was before me, then they probably wouldn't have had another child because of the way he's he sort of acts. There's not he's not like rebellious or anything. I think it's just that how just drags his feet he, a lot. Bit, is, yeah. yeah, he's a bit more lax. But whereas, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So you encourage them to have a second one, and then they weren't as good as the first. Is that what you're saying, Paul?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Seems that way. And then we have that uh, the other character, the the one that she's uh, uh, Billy uh to marry. His actor, I've not really seen him in much, but I know that his name's Remy Yusuf, I, I believe. Yes. Um.
2: Yeah. And
1: he's, he's got his own show, like a sitcom type show. Um, I think A twenty four, are like they do produce. I might be wrong on that, but he has like a, his own comedy show, a sitcom, like where it's just about his life and. Rebbe is called okay. apparently that got really good reviews and whatnot but yeah seeing him as his first major role uh, seemed like obviously at first he's like oh that's pretty random um but it, it, was, it was a cool, he was a nice character he's like the 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 only sweet thing about um is like poor things and then there's one sweet thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah because he's, so, yeah, he's bless him, he's kind of like he doesn't he's know what to sort of really do with himself really because he's, he's really affectionate towards her mm-hmm. but because of, she's like say naive and everything and she kind of like just veers off and it's like oh you kind of leaving would you to be wed and everything and it's like because he's really you know, smitten with her mm-hmm. essentially Bella essentially and then it's like oh I'm I'm going to go off and you know in a wonderful event, she's like oh, we get married and everything and I kind of feel like he's you know like, he's just love lawn really yet he's he's still pining for after the fact and kind of worried about her and stuff and even then when she comes back to London and you know it all kind of works out for him in a guess but it's like she admits like oh yeah I've had lots of sexual partners and everything and I've got to get you know like get tested to, to you know because you know like a lot of <laughs> diseases and it's like yeah that's fine yeah kind of thing I think he's just like just so infatuated with it mm. it's like yeah I, I don't care what you've done in the past that's behind us now let's just move forward I think so kind of the fact that you can look all past that because some people be like well I don't want to be involved with you you're a bit of a... him.
1: Yeah. He says the one thing that I think that every man should be uh should be saying to anyone in that position hmm. I merely hate that I couldn't spend that valuable time with you myself rather than so it's not like an ownership yeah. like a oh that time that you spent with them I wish I had had that. I had the uh, your borrowed time, whatever. I don't know the exact. Yeah. I kind of say, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I, I get what I mean. It's
2: more of a, a sweeter way of putting it, rather than just like mm-hmm. I just yeah I wanted to control you. Kind of thing. Like <laughs> I just I just wanted to be around you, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I think it's it, he's definitely is a gentleman. So initially, when he um, God says, "Oh, I want you to marry her," I can tell that there's a connection there, and he doesn't want to push his luck. He doesn't want to make Bella feel uncomfortable. He's definitely wants to be like, whenever Bella's ready. And even when Bella does want it, he's kind of like, oh no, I don't think it's the right time yet. And you can see kind of him wanting to respect her so much that he's actually not giving her probably what she needs and wants right now. And that's why she has to go and kind of spread her wings to then realize actually he's the one that she wants. And bless me, he still doesn't get it at the actual altar, does he?
2: No, yeah, because that, you know, the previous love, he comes into the picture and it's like, oh, come on, man. Really, like, just let them have this
1: bit of happiness.
2: <laughs>
1: and then, but again... He that's... does say, like, you're not going to stop me, are you? And you can see his face. He's like, no. <laughs> but he can tell that like, he really wants to just get married to her. It just, like, she's taken away. But he's so sweet that like, he's just going to let her do what she wants, because he knows she's a sweetheart. Uh, well, an ex- she's an experiment, and, like, he needs to let her be free basically yeah Yeah.
0: and that makes as a woman's perspective he's actually the right one for her but she needs to experiment and figure everything out so that she can realize it and come back to him comfortably and spend time with him when it's right for both of them to be together so let's talk about her ex well actual still husband as her former self as well, because that yet again is another entrapment, and it's it's awful seeing her in that mm. situation.
2: Yeah, and she's referred to as Victoria, isn't she? And mm-hmm. that as well—that's her true, oh, say, her true name, as it were, really, to him anyway.
0: And I think it must be hard for her because she now knows that actually she's her mother's body, but her baby, like her baby form's brain, and she finds out that actually her mother didn't want her but you're in your own mum's body. So from a female perspective, that must be quite hard to actually think, well, I'm my mum, but I'm also myself. And I didn't want myself. Yeah.
2: And from that, it's also like, what, what was the reason for me? Which I think she goes, just go into in the films? Like, mm. what, what was the reason that I decided to jump, you know, or take my life? What yeah. was, yeah. And it's like, yeah, because of the husband being so, so manipulative and controlling.
1: I just have a quick question for you, Paul. Yeah, like uh, just going back to the 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 wedding the wedding scene <laughs> per se. How absolutely stunning did Emma Stone look with that whole uh, the fish Well, the veil type thing around her face. How white was that that veil? It just looked crisp, and it just looked so amazing. Like that's a great shot. Like and the way it was just it's just basically just tied around her face that's it and it's just like how how simple it was just the costume design just for that mm-hmm. was just like chef's kiss <laughs> you know what I mean? no no they did look pretty great yeah
0: I love how he then looks at me like oh have I said no she looks no, stunning no, Paul no, you're no. allowed to say that <laughs> it's only when she's jumping that I would be like okay calm down now <laughs> <laughs> but when she's got clothes on you can say she's absolutely stunning it's fine <laughs> Yeah again entrapped in a castle that she can't get out of. I feel like it's like a Disney story at this point a little bit because it's like, Well, I feel like a prince should come and rescue her and save her, but that doesn't actually happen. You see Bella she, outsmarting yeah, yet again another to, man. Yeah,
2: she has to outwit him and Because like he's like what was it? Th- it was like a was it a syringe or something that he was gonna Oh no, he, he poisoned a her drink. a cocktail, didn't he? Placed
1: it with something. He he mentioned there's chloroform in there. Like in in a liquid, like that's right.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's sad for her as well because she's like, I've been trapped all my life, Mm -hmm. and then it turns out my real life before this whole experiment, well, my mother's, if you think about it, (laughs) was also entrapment. Mm -hmm. So it's feel like she's never gonna catch a break. But yeah, it's really sad for her.
0: No, I I agree, and I think for her, she sees how her mother lived, and I I think it was quite impressive when she went. So I'm not a nice person then as my former self. And she could actually see that actually the life they were living wasn't the right way to be. And so you could actually see like a child learning right from wrong, in a sense, from her parents doing. Yeah. Because I found this a bit weird from a woman's perspective. If I'm in my mum's body, but I've got my baby brain, I'm dating my dad, aren't I, at that point?
1: Oh, shit, yeah. I just realised. Yeah, I just realised. I don't know why, and maybe it's because I'm a male that I just don't think of this, um, but that has just blew me away, yes, you're right <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit incesty, isn't it, if you think about it because that is technically it's baby's brain <laughs> I think it for me, it's like well, actually she's not herself, he knows she's not his like late wife, like she's obviously passed on, and she's no longer here. And she's completely a different person. So for him, it is just the physicality of that person being present, not actually realizing. Well, you're not my wife. You're not. It's like somebody being cloned of me, but having a different personality completely. Mm -hmm. But yet, you still want to keep them around just because you feel like that person's there, but they're not. I think it's a controlling thing. So actually, it's weird to think. Well, could that been a father-daughter relationship? How would that have panned out if he knew? that actually it is my daughter in my wife's body.
2: Well, at the same time, you probably wouldn't be able to comprehend no. that because I've, I certainly of that time, be, oh, that's preposterous type of thing or whatever <laughs> kind of thing like that would be unheard of really kind of like mm. thing and you probably do something very rash to, you know, react to that or something and just, I don't know, take it oh, a yeah, really, really da- dark yeah. turn.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely do, murder suicide or something, that, that's what like any, well, Judging by his character and guessing that's what um, he would do. <laughs> like, he just do a medicine because so, he wants to live his lavish life. It does, yeah. And also, I say,
2: i am kind of like how he got sort of like lobotomized essentially, because yeah. he yeah, was a bit of an ass when he's like, oh, just getting the maid to, just, you know, come in with the soup or whatever and then get the dog to bark. And it's like, oh, that was funny, wasn't it, kind of thing. And just pointing the gun at, you know, whoever he felt like, you know, was like, oh, this isn't right. Or this is this food cooked or whatever? And it's like,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so getting characters who get the comeuppance that way yeah. is always satisfying.
0: And I love the way that Bella brings him back home and she's like, we need to improve him. And it's like, he's an experiment. We need to work on him and make him better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it almost instantly, it's a sort of the goat.
2: Yeah, and then you're like, you know, you know where this is going
1: type of thing. Yeah, but then you almost like forget for a second, like you don't think, oh, you you don't think, oh, she's going to put him in, put the put the goat sprain in his head, and then the last shot basically is just him like just acting like a goat, and I just think that was just beautifully done, just much yeah. needed.
0: I think the ending really does triumph, and You kind of get that conclusion, and it is it is a happy ending for Bella. Like obviously she's taking on God or Goud or whatever his name is, place. And you can see that she's wanting to learn and become a scientist and do her own experiments. And I assume she's married. Yeah, you're,
2: yeah, she's with him. She's you're with Max at that point. there, obviously, they will get married at some point. But yeah, she's got him. he has got the girl. Yeah, yeah, he's got what he wanted, and they've got this this nice place where they can reside. And yeah,
1: so and she can yeah keep learning. But don't you kind of wish a bit like they thought? Okay, why don't I uh, put Godwin's brain inside this uh, this guy's head? Let him live on. Or does it because uh, I'm guessing humans can only live up to a certain age to be without until um, Mm. the brain cell starts going. He's just going to be Godwin with dementia eventually, wouldn't it? It would be like true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Because in a younger body, that's
1: that's maybe why
2: it works with obviously. Bella's being the young brain in the older body, body, so that the brain the brain of the, the child develops, and yeah, so I think that's probably why.
0: Whereas the brain would deteriorate did, over yeah. time,
2: yeah, it would. But yeah. I mean, it might have you know, for a brief moment, who would still have him around, I guess. yeah, you but would
0: have him for longer. I don't know if
2: that's too cruel to be kind, maybe I don't, too cruel, I don't know, but to keep him alive when he doesn't need to be.
0: I guess the comical aspect of it, yeah, with the goat kind of works.
2: Tomorrow, just, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I don't know if there's uh, if there's any other points you want to bring up, Jazz. No, that's all. That's a, a perfect. I think the only thing, the last thing, I was I was struggling, especially when it's seeing the film for the first time, and unless it's really right there with with you from the beginning, like the score, essentially. Obviously, mm. like listening out with the how it plays out through the film. I did listen to the re-listen to the soundtrack today um, a little bit. Obviously, I'm I'm always sucking for like a, a score and stuff but this this one's really really solid with mm. obviously like the violins things like that it's yeah it's, it kind of fits the mood especially it's kind of like when you go back through it in the track listens or as i try and remember from that particular scene where that might have occurred and stuff like the emotion you get from it but um did you
1: like the score i liked it but um I definitely wouldn't have it on my like Spotify playlist. Like, it's not like, um, no. but I I'm not, no no, I think not not that's what you do. But I, I mean, like, uh, what I mean is like, it is very like chaotic. Do you get what I mean? It's like, yes, it's beautiful while you're watching the movie and everything is like immaculate. Yeah, but like, it's almost like uh, gets your adrenaline going. I wouldn't use it at the gym. It Gives you that anxious feeling at, at some a certain point, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. I love that, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's done a good job if it fits the mood of the film and the the, the scenes in particular it's going for. So, yeah, chaotic is a good way to describe it, I suppose. Mm.
0: <laughs> and I think that's what's nice, is the music doesn't overtake it. You kind of get swept away with like this full kind of masterpiece when you're watching it from the way that the camera angles are, the lighting, everything, and then the music, the way that Emma Stone just shines throughout mm-hmm. the, the film pretty mm-hmm. much.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, one other thing I remember.
0: Oh, no, I was saying Emma stone. You remember? No, no,
2: no, no, no. It was um. I was i thinking about to like said the fish lens effect. Oh, yeah. Also noticed a lot of like zoom ins
0: and well. wide angles. Yeah, like
2: you know when the characters like focusing and then go mm. come back and it's like this. I don't know if there was any particular reason
1: for that really. But... I've noticed that uh, films now they they've started to uh, bring that back. They're zooming in, mm. and there's a there's a, I it's funny that I saw a. Uh, I saw a review on Letterboxd I can't remember who it is so forgive me if anyone's listening who it is but um the mm-hmm. review on Letterboxd saying that uh, Yogas will event because he's using these wide angle lenses eventually it's going to get wider and wider then eventually he's going to be wide enough to see him filming the film <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah it's a good way of looking at it, yeah. yeah So it's
2: time for scoring, it's a scoring system of one being lowest, ten being the highest, and you can do point fives or whatever you like to rate it. So, um, Jazz, what is your score for this film?
1: I would say, because obviously on Letterbox, you can only give it out of five, and you can only yeah. go half down, or half up. Like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we're going out of ten,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna give a nine point seven. The point three. Mm is because it's not, like, uh, it's not, it's not Clerks. Clerks is one of my favourite films ever. Completely different film to it. You cannot compare the right. two. But yes. it's not that film, so it can't be a 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, like I've mentioned earlier, a film like this doesn't come frequently. It, it It's swept me off my feet. And um, I can't wait to watch it for a third or fourth time.
2: Do you think... Um... And it's early to say, but and obviously it came out in the States in 2023, but do you think for us in the UK residency in this film, do you think this is likely a contender for a film of the year, maybe?
1: I reckon so, yes, because um, looking forward to what film's coming out, there's a there's a handful of films that um, that would be like hyped up, but I don't think anything is going to be as artistic, but I reckon it's going to be at the top of my for quite a long time. Uh, for this year, anyway, obviously each year my slate is always cleaned, and uh, but yeah, I reckon it's gonna be up there.
2: Well, I am going to give this film a nine point five. It's not full marks, even with the obviously the thermos stone, but I would I think there's a for for the first watch that for me there was part way the in the middle part it was kind of like dragged a tiny bit i think on on re-watches it might improve make up i don't know but we'll have to see in time i think i it would probably be more like getting on disc um mm. 4k i imagine will look pretty nice on the tv <laughs> more for various
1: reasons i want to see <laughs> um on my first viewing the middle part was a bit like oh what's this like but on the second viewing You'll have a more appreciation of it because you like, you'll be already because we've already an- analyzed it ourselves right now from your first viewing, but you'll appreciate the middle part a bit more because it'll a lot of th- it's like a puzzle piece, everything will start yeah. colliding, and you're like, okay, this it'll be a 9.6. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
2: so, what ProTel, tell is yours?
0: So- I think for me, this is the first time seeing this kind of film and from this director as well. So obviously going in blindsided a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, also from a woman's perspective, it's probably one of those where you watch it and then I probably won't be like Jazz and go straight back to this. I think I'd need a little bit of time away and then reflect and want to watch it later on. I think it's definitely a mood piece. mm mm-hmm you have to be in the frame of mind to want to watch it and to see it and value it for what it is and invest time into the film. Yeah. So not saying that Emma Stone didn't do a cracky performance. She did. I agree with you. The, the the middle bit was like, there's a lot of sex scenes going on. This is dragging a little bit, but that I can't say that the beginning and the end weren't fantastic but just to give a background, my 10 is singing in the rain. Normally when I watch a film, I want to feel good about myself and feel quite happy once I've finished the cinema. However, I came out thinking, wow, that's a lot. I've just watched new brains on overdrive, trying to process it it all. And I don't think I've still fully processed it all. So I'm gonna say at the moment, it's gonna be a 7.5. And I know that sounds low. It would increase from a different watch, and maybe a lot of fast forwards through the sex scenes,
1: but I, I think I think you're right in saying that it's a it's like a mood piece. Like you have to be in the mood, like for alcohol, for example. You are not gonna have uh, you're not gonna just have a, a a shot of whiskey. You time of day, right? Uh, frame of mind, and uh, yeah, I completely agree with you in terms of uh, yeah. You said seven point five, which is respectable. <laughs> it is, and I think once uh, once you let it breathe also if it, the film is about life so it is going to be draining in a sense because like obviously we live in a world where we're trying to figure out our own life and if there's an artistic approach of uh, somebody else's life which is an experiment and they're trying to figure out what life is mm-hmm. the dying question we all want to know it's going to be draining and it could take you away from the film a bit yeah
0: 100 percent agree and i think going in from a second watch that will be probably more enjoyable than the first watch, like you said, just because you know what's coming, you're anticipating everything. You're not going to have a curveball as as much and you can, I feel like it's one of those things you can unpick loads of different things and you, the, what you've seen the first time, you won't see the second time mm-hmm. and yet yeah. again, if you yeah. keep watching, it's going to be one of those films that just keeps giving eventually.
2: Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of merit to revisit for that, really.
0: Mm-hmm. We always like when that gives us value add and wants to repeat, watch. It's
2: definitely not one of like, I can't, I'd never want to see it again type of
0: thing. Not a one and done.
2: No. So, thank you very much, Jazz, for joining us on this episode. And where can people find you on the socials?
1: Yeah, uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. It's lovely to talk to you guys about this film. Thank you. uh, Where they can find me? my main place at the moment is instagram and that's at Churchill cinema i'm on x as well formerly known as twitter if you don't know say uh, church of cinema but the o in of is a zero because somebody else has taken that name um one day i'll get Ooh. i'll buy them out I promise <laughs> you. Um, and then I, I do also have a website slowly putting reviews on nothing much on that at the moment just a handful of reviews and that is the church of cinema don't forget the com.
0: definitely go and like follow do all of that thing <laughs> and give the support and it's been lovely speaking to you and having you on it's nice always having someone from an outside perspective that brings a little bit of clarity or different perspective <laughs> onto it which is always enjoyable for me because it opens up my my little bubble
2: perfect Thank you for joining us once again. See you later.
1: See ya. Bye. 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 bye.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode and a big thank you to our special guest. If you want to check out some of our other episodes, you can do so by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. And we'd really appreciate you leave us a five-star review on any of those platforms as well. A big thank you to the patrons for supporting the show who are mark from 100 things to learn from film ben from film Vloggers, nico from the good the bad the weird podcast chris gren who is c gren underscore draw on instagram alex who is desperately seeking username on instagram shani who is sdog on instagram danny jones or jonesy who is at Jonesy on Instagram, Emma, who is M underscore Hayton on Instagram, and of course, Sophie's mom. And if you would like a shout out on each of our episodes and the opportunity to vote on what we watch once a month, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash to sign up for as little as one pound or a dollar 50 a month, and gets you those little perks and helps grow our little community. And lastly, if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, threads, and TikTok under the handle SP underscore film viewers. Once again, thank you very much for listening, and we will speak to you next time.